Book Four, Chapter Three, Part Two, of the History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of the Inquisition of Spain, Volume Two, by Henry Charles Lee, Book Four, Organization, Chapter Three, Part Two unsalaried officials the same troubles existed in the aragonese kingdoms where it will be remembered the cortes of monzon in fifteen twelve endeavoured to remedy them in the concordia by providing that for aragon there might be twenty armed familiars in saragossa while in other towns where the tribunal was in actual session there might be temporary appointments not exceeding twenty for the whole kingdom notwithstanding the acceptance of this agreement by ferdinand its confirmation in fifteen sixteen by leo x and its solemn ratification in fifteen twenty it never received the slightest respect from the inquisition and its only interest lies in its proof of the popular anxiety for relief and that a very moderate number of familiars sufficed at a period of great activity in the work of the holy office the complaint was renewed about fifteen thirty by the cortes of aragon that familiars were appointed in every place in the three kingdoms and that no lists were furnished so that the inquisition could set free any offender by declaring him to be a familiar to which cardinal manrique merely replied that no more were appointed than were necessary and that the instructions were observed again in fifteen forty seven the cortes of catalonia declared that the abuse had been carried to a point that seriously limited the royal and ecclesiastical jurisdictions and it requested that barcelona should be restricted to fifty with five each for the catalan districts subjected to valencia and zaragoza and also that lists be furnished but prince philip only answered that he would consult the suprema and do what was fitting of course nothing was done while thus the suprema defended the tribunals against the public it was constantly scolding them for their excesses and issuing orders to diminish the evil a carta acordada of fifteen forty three alludes to the excessive numbers of familiars their turbulence and evil lives they must be persons of good repute and the rest must be dismissed in fifteen forty six moderation in appointments was enjoined when the castile concordia of fifteen fifty three was framed instructions were issued for its strict observance all not registered and reported to the authorities were not to be held as familiars in fifteen sixty and again in fifteen seventy three they were ordered to be married men quiet peaceable limpios and not ecclesiastics all others were to be removed in fifteen sixty two the inquisitor of majorca was rebuked for unnecessary appointments of turbulent and unfit men and for not giving a list to the magistrates in fifteen sixty six lists were ordered to be given to the civil authorities and none not born on them were to enjoy exemption in fifteen seventy three instructions were issued requiring them to be householders and heads of families residents of the place for which the commission was given and none to be appointed for uninhabited places in fifteen seventy eight it was ordered that appointments should only be made to fill vacancies in fifteen eighty six a carta acordada commanded the number to be reduced to the provisions of the concordia the surplus must surrender their commissions and support themselves honestly 
new appointments were restricted to quiet and peaceful men of good life and habits and evidence of compliance with the order must be furnished this brief summary could be largely extended but its only interest lies in its showing that the suprema recognized the evil and sought to abate it while the tribunals paid no attention to its commands secure in the assurance that it would defend them through thick and thin whenever a question arose between them and the people or the authorities sometimes indeed continued pressure might induce temporary compliance but it was abandoned as soon as it appeared safe to do so a single instance will illustrate the tenacity and successful evasions of the inquisitors valdez wrote to the valencia tribunal march twelfth fifteen fifty one that the excessive number of familiars interfered with its proper functions in consequence of the time required for their cases they were to be reduced to a hundred in the city of valencia in towns of three thousand inhabitants the maximum was to be eight in smaller places if any were needed the number was not to exceed four without notifying the suprema to effect this all commissions were to be revoked and if necessary he revoked them instructions were given as to reappointments every commission was to be signed by both inquisitors and countersigned by one of the notaries the commissions were to be limited to two or three years so as to stimulate good behavior and lists were to be furnished to the suprema to this promising scheme of reform the inquisitors replied that they suspended its operation because the governors of valencia thought the number assigned to the city inadequate july ninth the suprema ordered them to learn from the governors their views as to numbers this was left unanswered and on november fifth the suprema ordered the report within thirty days of what had been agreed upon with the governors otherwise the provisions of march twelfth were to be put into execution and if this was not done a person armed with full powers would be sent to do it this looked like business and brought from inquisitor artiaga the reply that as soon as his colleague returned from visiting the district it would be complied with valdez waited till december twenty third and then wrote that there must be no further delay the king had repeatedly ordered a reduction of the familiars on account of the daily complaints received against them he therefore commanded peremptorily that without reply or further excuse the instructions be executed and a notarial attestation of the fact be furnished during january if both inquisitors were not in valencia the one in residence must do the work if it was not accomplished within the time named they must present themselves personally before him to give their reasons for disobedience this would seem to leave no opening for evasion but it received no attention and on march tenth fifteen fifty two valdez wrote again repeating the injunctions of the previous march but conceding that there might be two hundred familiars in the city public proclamation of the revocations was to be made and evidence of execution with lists of those retained was to be furnished during april again no attention was paid to this and it was repeated september tenth this in time brought a statement that the number in the city had been reduced to two hundred but there is no evidence as to reductions elsewhere or that the wholesome limitation of commissions to two or three years had been observed if it were it was but for a brief time and we have seen what were the familiars of valencia early in the next century it was the same in castile when the concordia of fifteen fifty three was agreed upon 
a royal cedula of march tenth prescribed the number of familiars to be allowed in cities and towns and ordered that all in excess should be deprived of their commissions while lists of those retained were to be given to the secular authorities the suprema seems to have honestly endeavored to enforce these provisions by letters issued under the same date but the inquisitors were sullen and refractory and the valencia experience was repeated july thirteen fifteen fifty five another royal cedula and circular letter of the suprema repeated the command to reduce the number and furnish lists again in fifteen sixty five these orders were renewed which brought out the fact that the tribunals had not even kept registers of the appointments for in fifteen sixty six they were ordered to call in all commissions and compile lists from them with the warning that all who were not born on such lists would not be allowed enjoyment of the fuero and if the judges were inhibited in such cases when the competencia reached the councils it would be abandoned even this required to be supplemented with another order the next year it would be a weariness of the flesh to follow in detail these fruitless efforts of the suprema to force the tribunals to comply with the law but a carta acordada of sixteen o four affords a glimpse into some of the tricks and evasions resorted to it lays down salutary rules as to the observance of the concordia and the character of appointees and proceeds to forbid the granting of expectative appointments the admissions of applicants to prove limpieza unless there is a vacancy and then he must be a resident of the place where it occurs and not one with a supposititious domicile appointments in derogation of these rules will not render the individual an official of the inquisition and no competencias will be entertained for him it shows how slack was the observance of this that it had to be repeated in sixteen twenty and again in sixteen twenty six while thus the suprema was vainly busied in repressing the exuberance of its subordinates it fiercely resented any assistance offered by outsiders the concordia of fifteen fifty three was part of the law of the land and as such it was printed in the official nueva recopilacion libro cuatro titulo e ley veinte in sixteen thirty four the council of castile apparently wearied with the stubbornness of the tribunals undertook to enforce it by printing the articles concerning the numbers and qualifications of familiars and sending them to the magistrates of the towns and villages with instructions that if the number was in excess they were to strike off the surplus if a list had not been furnished they were not to regard any one as a familiar and entitled to exemptions and privileges when this practical method of enforcing obedience to law came to the knowledge of the suprema it was highly incensed on december twenty second it addressed an indignant consulta to the king the council of castile it said was meddling with concerns wholly beyond its competence it had no authority in matters concerning the inquisition if inquisitors transgressed the law specific complaints could be made and settled in a junta of the two bodies the council was leading the local magistrates to sit in judgment on inquisitors and get themselves into trouble besides the familiars are so molested when they seek to avail themselves of their privileges that they think it better to abandon them they are fewer already than the concordia permits are diminishing daily and in a few years the inquisition will not have ministers to attend to its business 
the consulta concludes by asking the king to order the council to erase the paper from its records and not to issue similar ones in future for once this arrogance overshot the mark there must have been a desperate contest waged over the matter for philip kept the consulta until october three sixteen thirty six when he returned it with the endorsement that the council of castile can issue the provision embodying the articles of the concordia and can order the local magistrates to observe and execute them the reasons inducing inquisitors to the perpetual and illegal multiplication of these officials are not far to seek the position was much coveted and the high value set upon it notwithstanding the assertions of the suprema as to diminishing numbers is shown in one of the expedients for raising money resorted to in sixteen forty one when an additional familiarship was created in each place to be sold for fifteen hundred ducats the offer was withdrawn in sixteen forty three possibly because as we have seen in sixteen forty two a block of three hundred was thrown upon the market thus breaking the price when such estimates were placed on the office the opportunity for illicit gains was tempting to those who had power to issue commissions and in addition to this were the profits of litigation and the abundant fees for officials in the investigation into the limpieza of aspirants and their wives the fines also arising from cases in which familiars were concerned were a not inconsiderable addition to the income of the tribunals thus in fifteen sixty four dr zurita in a four months visitation of the dioceses of herona and elne collected a hundred and six ducats for offences committed by or against familiars and in addition five culprits were sent to barcelona on more serious charges which doubtless yielded still larger returns it is easy then to understand the temptation to enlarge so profitable a jurisdiction and the steady opposition to revealing the number of appointees by furnishing lists it is true that the suprema drew up an excellent list of qualifications as requisites for eligibility no one was to be appointed who was not an old christian at least twenty-five years of age married or a widower head of a household virtuous quiet peaceable and fitted for the office as well as of legitimate and not of foreign birth yet there was no difficulty in obtaining dispensations for age for celibacy for illegitimacy and for foreign birth or parentage the considerable fees for which went to the secretary of the inquisitor-general there was no formal dispensation for the moral qualities but these were elusive and the general character ascribed to familiars as we have seen in valencia shows how little care was frequently taken as to these they are not even alluded to in the formalities required in the middle of the seventeenth century when we are told that the petition of the applicant must be accompanied with a certificate from the secretary of his place of residence setting forth the number of inhabitants the number of familiars evidence of baptism to show his age that he did not follow any mechanic or low occupation and that he had property sufficient for his decent support he was also of course required to furnish the genealogies of himself and his wife for investigation into limpieza to what extent precautions were taken to avoid improper appointments depended of course upon the temper of the tribunal and necessarily varied with time and place in fifteen sixty one inquisitor cervantes says that in cordova seville and saragossa where he had served 
aspirants for appointment were taken on probation for two or three months after which inquiry was made as to their limpieza and mode of life when if they were married and peaceable men they were appointed but that nothing of this was observed in barcelona it is not likely that such scrutiny was frequent for the appointments were treated as patronage by inquisitors who took them in turn until in sixteen thirty eight this was forbidden by the suprema which ordered that they should be decided by voting the fiscals were required to report whether this was observed which it doubtless was because it could be so easily eluded by a private understanding there was some effort made but without success to maintain the dignity of the office by excluding those engaged in trade or in pursuits regarded as degrading such as butchers shoemakers pastry cooks and the like on the other hand there was naturally welcome for personages of distinction and of this there was no lack the bluest blood of spain did not disdain to serve the inquisition in the office of familiar this excited apprehension in the aragonese kingdoms and in the concordias of 1568 it was provided that familiars should be plain men and not powerful ones such as gentlemen and barons at once the valencia tribunal inquired of the suprema whether these excluded gentlemen who were not barons and it was assured that barons only were excluded the tribunal disregarded even this limitation and appointed barons and gentlemen holding vassals turbulent men rendered reckless by the exemptions leading to quarrels with the audiencia in which philip the second interposed in fifteen ninety by ordering all such appointments made since the concordia to be revoked loud were the complaints of the inquisitors they denied that they had appointed barons if the gentlemen with vassals were deprived of their commissions the inquisition would be dishonoured and what made matters worse the audiencia had registered a decree where it could be read by every one and had sent it to the governors of provinces thus publishing it to the world how long this exclusion lasted under the crown of aragon it would be impossible to say but probably it was not permanent in castile there was no such distinction at the madrid auto de fe of july fourth sixteen thirty two the standard of the inquisition was borne by the admiral of castile assisted by the constable of castile and the duke of medina de las torres all familiars fernando the sixth however adopted the aragonese precaution and required all familiars to be pecheros or taxpayers when an indignant memorial apparently from inquisitor-general prado y cuesta called his attention to the fact that there was not in all castile aragon valencia and andalusia a grandee or gentleman of illustrious birth who did not find ancestors on the rolls of the holy office or count it among the glories of his house that they were enlisted in the militia of the faith by this time the number of familiars had greatly fallen though not to the extent that would be inferred from the table in the appendix for the tribunals had evidently not reported them in fact it is probable that few if any had kept registers enabling them to do so the diminishing influence of the inquisition the curtailment in the privileges of the office the new spirit vivifying spain under the bourbons all combined to render the position less sought for and thenceforth we hear comparatively little of the familiar as a disturbing element in the social order it was a matter of course that the officials of the tribunals should form organized bodies 
they did so under the name of the cofradia or congregacion or hermandad de san pedro martir which assumed to be the same as the cruces signati founded in italy by innocent the fourth after the murder of st peter martyr in twelve fifty two the bulk of the membership was naturally formed by the familiars who were the most numerous class of officials and there are occasional allusions to colleios de familiares which may have been a subdivision of the general body at what date the cofradia was organized it would be impossible to assert but as early as fifteen nineteen it was a formidable body with chiefs known as mayordomos for when in that year there were rumors of an attempt in saragossa to liberate juan prat by force charles v ordered the zelmedina of saragossa to assemble it and resist the movement and he wrote to the mayordomos to obey the zelmedina the hermandad became elaborately organized in the inquisitorial centers with the constitution which was printed in sixteen seventeen each branch had as officers a padre mayor a secretary a mayordomo mayor a mayordomo menor and a fiscal the entrance fees were considerable and the reception of new members was attended with a certain amount of ceremonial in which the candidate took a solemn oath in the hands of an inquisitor to imperil his life in executing the commands of the holy office and to denounce all heretics after which the inquisitor gave him a cross and imparted to him all the privileges and indulgences of the cruces signati the extension of the hermandad over spain was by no means simultaneous it was not established in seville until sixteen o four and then only after considerable opposition even as late as seventeen hundred in a formulary there is a formula of a grant by inquisitors to the commissioners and familiars of an archpriest district to found a cofradia the functions of the body may be assumed as purely ornamental giving lustre to the solemnities of the auto de fe and an occasion for the inquisition to exhibit its strength marching in procession under the standard of the holy office in the seville auto of november seventh sixteen o four they formed a body four hundred strong and at that of cordova in sixteen fifty five they were reckoned at over five hundred at the last of the great autos celebrated in madrid in sixteen eighty the suprema ordered all the familiars of the city to join the congregation under penalty of forfeiting the fuero and each member was required to carry in the procession a wax candle of two pounds weight with the insignia of the inquisition whereupon it ordered three hundred candles on this occasion it received a splendid standard which it continued to use in solemn celebrations the organization was not always as faithful as it might have been to its oaths of obedience in sixteen o three in sixteen seventy five and again in seventeen fifteen there was trouble over the right claimed by the members to wear habitually their crosses and habits as insignia of saint dominic though the suprema restricted this to occasions of solemnity and it finally required a threat of dismissal to enforce the rule there was still greater indiscipline in sixteen thirty four and sixteen thirty five at valencia where they excited the popular tumult and refused to obey the orders of the suprema in the matter of the celebration of the feast of the cruz nueva when under the restoration fernando the seventh endeavoured to revive the somewhat dilapidated glories of the inquisition it was suggested to him to elevate the hermandad into a royal order of knighthood he welcomed the idea 
and on march seventeenth eighteen fifteen he issued a decree in which he says that at the request of the mayordomos of the most illustrious congregation of san pedro composed of the suprema the inquisitors and the subordinates of all the tribunals and in order that they may be distinguished and honoured he commands that they wear daily on their outer garments like the other orders of knighthood the habit and badge of the inquisition to set the example on the feast of st peter martyr april twenty ninth he presided over the congregation in person accompanied by the infantes don carlos and don antonio when he wore this insignia which was imitated by the members so that it became the fashion in the court april twenty sixth the royal council promulgated the decree in accordance it said with concessions from the holy see and it ordered that no individual or court should impede the members in the enjoyment of this right on may tenth the suprema communicated the decree to the tribunals with orders for its strict observance by all officials it was disheartening to find that all this was not taken seriously by the people for it was not long before the inquisitor of valladolid had occasion to complain to the suprema of the insults offered by the ecclesiastical authorities to the officials on account of the decoration of the royal order of knighthood of saint peter martyr end of book four chapter three part two recording by shenna sayre fresno california